This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. Now, here's another solo episode with yours truly, musing about what's been real and alive in my world of lessons around sex, love, and nutrition. Today, I was inspired to talk about naked bodies and feeling safe in this world to be fully expressed. Okay, so it's really more about consent, but I got your attention with that, didn't I? <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And I want to thank you for your reviews that help me to gain points in the podcast stratosphere. Thank you for sharing your th- with your best friend. Thank you for sharing with your mom and your sister and your neighbor. Thank you for letting me know how this info has just rocked your sex world. It's literally my pleasure. <laughs> because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. Now, if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read more about how you can up-level your sex, love, and vitality. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I am so incredibly excited to announce that July 1st, I launched my women's online program, Love.Body, which will guide you through six weeks of videos and play sheets on reclaiming the relationship that you have with your body and your sexuality from all points of the board. I even have the stellar Diane Kayser as a guest expert giving her very best nutrition for balancing our hormones. And I can really personally vie for that because she helped me reset my whole digestive system years ago. That has just blown me away. So check it out, love.body on sex, love, yoga. Go to the notes in this, go to the show notes here, the show notes (laughs) for the link to that. What's amazing. And I think this is in perfect alignment with what I'm talking about today is that on July 1st, my Instagram sex love yoga was disabled by Instagram for not attending to the terms and conditions. Now, of course they never give you exactly what you aren't in alignment with, (laughs) in alignment with, in compliance with, in compliance with, (laughs) with those terms. And reading through the terms, of course, if you've been following me at Sex Love Yoga, you know that I tend to those, I'm compliant to those very well. And I don't post any nudity. I don't do say or do anything that is harming to people. It's all about accurate sexual education and relationships and yoga, none of which does any sort of damage to anybody except to liberate them in their sex lives. (gasps) Ah, but true to the censorship patterning that we're experiencing in this society today, 
I feel that this is a rite of passage for me and I'm actually very proud that I ruffled some feathers somewhere, even if it was a robot that was scouring the internet for these terminology that I put in my Instagram, like cock pussy, orgasms, you know, whatever else is there. (laughs) And... So I joined the ranks of all of my other sex educators who are speaking the truth around sexuality and helping liberate us from the social conditions that have been inhibiting us from our fullest expression. If you can't already tell, this is a heated topic for me, hence why I do what I do and I'm passionate about it. And that really brings me into today's topics around sex in our bodies, around the free the nipple movement, around unwanted sexual attention, around communicating our consent, and this movement of quote-unquote toxic masculinity that may actually be causing a lot of harm to our men in this world. Woo! Women. Let's start there. You know, do we feel safe in this world to be sensual and to be free in our bodies? This is the underlying drive for why I'm doing events like Undone Yoga, where we gather as a girl gang, as a community of women together, and we flow through yoga in our underwear in a safe container for us to really practice being in our body, being sensual, and being into a greater expression of ourselves, where so often we can get judged, or we can get catcalled, or we can be told that we're asking for something, some sort of unwanted interaction or comments that we aren't suggesting or communicating with our the way that we move in our bodies. Sensuality is simply a connection with our bodies. And how often when we show up as an empowered woman who loves to feel herself and who loves to be in that juicy state of, of enjoying herself in this moment and walking about through public doing so, we may get backlash. We may get from whether it's other women seeing us being triggered because they aren't allowing themselves to be in their liberated state, full of expression, and they're projecting onto you their inability to allow themselves to be there. You may get remarks from men saying that you are tricking them or that you're teasing them or that you are asking for their sexualized objectification of you and your body, this unwanted sexual energy from them. And you may receive people telling you to stop, that you're being inappropriate, that the way that you're dancing or dressing or being is not okay for here. Let me remind you that sensuality is different than sexuality. Sensuality is the way that you move through time and space fully connected and participating in this present moment. 
and with yourself. It is moving through this time and space connected with your senses. And we can all actually benefit highly from that ability. Because when we are so present in this moment and participating with the things that are around us, then we are less likely to be in our minds creating story or projections or putting forth something that isn't actually there. Now, of course, we want to be able to monitor how things are landing so that we can do course corrections if we need to. But just being in yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. When we are showing up, In this way, we are walking permission slips for all other women to to realize that they have this potential as well, that they can act in a way that isn't the socially constructed idea of how we're supposed to act or show up. I was reminded of this at my sexy slumber party (laughs) for the celebration of my launch of Love Dot body for women. And the women who came there, there was about 30 of us. And we started out with a sexy truth or dare because it was a sexy slumber party theme. And what sexy slumber party isn't complete without truth or dare pleasure edition. (laughs) So what was amazing was these, each of the truth and dares had the theme of uh, something related to pleasure. So we had some women who were um, sharing pleasure sounds or giving a little um, a sexy crawl across the floor or sharing one of their, their most vulnerable, epic sexual experiences. And to watch these women step into these roles of sensuality and, and sexuality and own it for themselves was so amazing for me to see because for anybody else in the room, it was giving them permission that they could step into that role, that they could act in this way and that they would be received and that they would be safe. And it is okay to be that. Now imagine how that's imprinting on our minds. Oh, she's acting in this way. It's being received. Fuck, I want to be that way. And that's how I can do it. We've experienced this on a larger scale with the free the nipple movement that has been going on. And um, for that movement, I'm sure you're all aware of it, but the ideology around it is that women should feel free to be able to go about public without their shirts on and be freeing the nipple. However, in our culture, we have sexualized the breast. And even women who are breastfeeding will experience this, some of the same messaging placed on them that they're gross, that they're dirty, that they are uh, trying to be sexualized. And that isn't, where did this conditioning come from? You know, where did we decide that a woman burying her chest is something that is wrong, dirty, slutty? causing disruption. (laughs) And yet we are fighting against this very strong in our society conditioning that it is not something that is appropriate. 
I had a friend who recently shared, reached out to me with this amazing question about free the nipple movement. And she shared that she had done it for the first time at an event that she went to and felt so free and safe to do so. And this is something that if you've ever gone to Burning Man, this is a common experience. Like women walking around, men and women walking around naked, walking around, you know, just like hanging out with, with their tops off and fuck. Yeah, babe. Like, yeah, (laughs) freedom. And that would be ideal in a perfect world, right? We would be able to walk around however we wanted, wearing whatever we wanted or not wearing whatever we wanted, and it would be received. And we are still experiencing the social conditioning that our bodies, that there's that they need to be hidden, that it's shameful to be nude or wearing less clothes. When she was sharing this with other people, she some of the responses that she got from people was also like, yeah, yeah, I totally support the free the nipple. And then were followed up by these very palpable, unwanted and sexual uh, innuendos or looks down at her chest or um, feelings that she wasn't comfortable or feeling safe in that moment. And in bringing this up, some of the responses that she got was around, well, you can't dress that way and then expect a man to not have his natural reaction of feeling turned on. We're allowed to have that as well. You know, this is in our DNA. This is how we are um, evolutionarily. These are our reactions and it's natural and it's okay. Now, what I hear from that. And I've gotten this on social media as well, whereas where men are saying, you know, to me, well, I'm not responsible for being being turned on or or um, thinking that this is a you know a sexual invitation. And my response to that is, sure, you have agency to act however the fuck you want to, right? You are your own individual in this world. And yes, you do have natural um, urges or feelings and emotions that arise. We all do. And you are still holding responsibility of how your expression, how your words, how your energy, how your looks, how your nonverbal, how your verbal communication lands for others and the consequences that these ensue. So if you want to be very overtly objectifying us or any other person, women may not feel safe to be in their authentic, full expression around you. Women may not want to be your friends or form relationships with you. If you want to be a part of the conscious men's movement of holding space and safety for others to relax and to be their beautiful selves, then you have to show up in this way. It does not work to expect other people to just allow you to act on natural urges. That is bullshit and a refusal to participate in the present moment. Every single one of us is responsible for our actions, for our reactions, for our responses. And this is where the work comes in. 
as we're younger, as we're kids or teenagers, we do a lot of shit in reaction based on our default conditioning. Does that make it okay to have those reactions, to throw those tantrums, to throw a phone against the wall? No, it's not. Just as well as it's not okay to be abusive or to um, ignore somebody's verbal or nonverbal consent. Now, I think this goes beyond a gender conversation. Ultimately, across the board, I advocate for the answer to be consent. I advocate for transparent communication. I advocate for checking in with others because when we do so, when we can check in with others around their boundaries and their consent, we are supporting one another in our agency. In a perfect world, wouldn't it be awesome if we could all be seen not as our generals, but as our being? And we're not there yet. We're still working on it. And we don't have control over the reactions and the triggers of others. So again, still we're responsible for the consequences. So wouldn't it be better if we just checked in for consent first? So we may have a better understanding over the outcome and how this is going to land it so we can navigate that most effectively. For men, I know, I know, I know, I know. Many of you have experienced the wounding around being experienced as quote-unquote creepy. Some of you have been misattributed the title of toxic masculinity which is a result of these wounds that we had had from our past, whether it was childhood, whether it was teens, whether it was the social conditioning on what it means to be a man in this world and how to treat women. And it may not be so much that you're toxic, but you don't, maybe you don't have the awareness of how your behaviors or how your words are landing for another person or how it's being perceived by another person. It's, and this is a classic example of privilege, right? When we don't understand the woundings or the injuries or the, the, the sadness of another person's experience because of our role in the society, then we aren't acknowledging or recognizing our privilege in that. So maybe it's not that you're trying to harm women, but what you're really trying to do is, is ask somebody out or be flirty or um, you just you also like sex and this is a sex positive or we're trying to be a sex positive and you get nervous and dysregulated and you're not sure how to act in the moment and it comes off as inauthentic or douchey because you came from a bro culture before you started becoming conscious and aware of yourself and others. So you revert back to that old conditioning and that isn't landing. <laughs> Got it. And it may be causing you to freeze up around your sexuality or dating because of this fear of not wanting to be perceived as creepy, unwanted, toxic. Got it. Dude, I feel you. I so feel you. This is one of the biggest things that I see in my practice when men are um, fearing this moving forward and owning themselves as sexual beings or just enjoying sex, which is not inherently wrong with any of that. 
It's just how do we also include the wholeness of the other person and not the objectification of the person? Two different things entirely. And how do we move through this? I think first by recognizing that this has nothing to do with your value if someone is in non-interest. So re-narrate that story as an improper fit between the two of you and not so much as there's something wrong with me. You don't want to be in a relationship with someone who is not that into you. Fuck, (laughs) my nervous system would be haywire. And it has been before in relationships that are like this. (sighs) Thank you. Next. Second, hold your truth that you are not toxic masculinity, unless you are. And then just really do the work. Actually, correction, everybody do your work. (laughs) Become aware of your actions. Become aware of of um, how it may be perceived. Be aware of your privilege in this world. That is your responsibility. And hold your truth that you are doing the best that you can. And you're learning how to show up better. And vocalize that. You know, validate her feelings and her fears first, followed by that statement. You know, one thing that we can say to women is, as a woman, you probably feel that you have to be on guard against against men who may potentially want to take advantage of you or force unwanted attention on you. And that's probably exhausting. And I know that for myself, I just thought that you were attractive and wanted to say hi. You know, I'm trying to figure this all out just like everybody else. If you feel like you want to add more transparency, which I think is super, super sexy and powerful, you could also say, you know, I notice that when I get nervous, I'm not fully present to what comes out of my mouth. And then I see how it lands and it doesn't always land so well. So it's not a good representation of how I want to respond. Oh my God, like communication is so sexy to me and it literally blows me away. It actually really magnetizes me. Instead of blows me away, it magnetizes me towards these people who can articulate that. It's authentic, which contributes to trust and safety and really lets us know where you are so we can respond authentically too and not respond in a protective mechanism that we default to just to be okay. And then third, be open to feedback, actively listen, validate, and then ask if they are open to a different perspective, which is your experience and your truth. We're scared to communicate vulnerably and clearly, and we continue to respond in these ways of protecting ourselves, but that is the antithesis of intimacy. And how can we get anywhere in our relationships or or dating if we keep responding from that place of fear and woundedness instead of empowerment? Ugh. So third, for any of our other identifying or non-identifying gender or queer, do we feel safe in our expression of what we deem is right for us? This has been a battle for so long, experiencing uh, people telling us that we're wrong for, for believing that we are in the, in the wrong bodies. 
You know, I have had trans women come to some of my women's events in the past and I fucking love it. One event I was co-running years ago with, uh, with my partner in that mentioned that he wasn't sure how to navigate trans women who wanted to come to the event. Now, I have full compassion for him because he just doesn't understand how could he? How can he comprehend how somebody's body doesn't match their mind and their understanding of themselves that this is a mismatch? You know, how can we fully, fully understand that for somebody else when we aren't in that position ourselves? And there's so much research out there that is explaining this. And there's so many people who experience this for themselves that that we can educate ourselves to be able to understand these. And he was so receptive to my response of, I don't think this matters. You know, we invite and welcome every identifying woman. And why? Why did he receive this from me? Because I came from a loving, compassionate stance because I validated his confusion, because I met him where I was and I acknowledged it makes sense why he would feel the way that he did or believe the way that he did. And there is more. There is more to understand. And there are multiple realities that coexist and there are resources. And this is my stance and I'm not wavering. And we we can constantly make the decision to choose love, to choose connection, to choose understanding above all, to meet each other where we're at, and then offer new perspectives, and then offer our truth. Then we begin to create this world where we feel safe safe in our bodies, safe in our sensuality, safe in our fullest authentic expression without having to fear or worry. Now we've got a ways to go because we've got a lot of social conditioning that is deeply rooted into our cellular being. And don't let that be an excuse to not be the one to show up differently, to do the work and to be that safe opportunity for somebody else. This is how we transmute the pain. This is how we transmute the toxic patterning, quote unquote. All right. End of musings. (laughs) Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please head to eplaysex.com to subscribe to the show, connect with me, and get your free chapter from my online women's program, Love.Body, all about how we are sabotaging our own pleasure potential. Ah, if you are a woman who's interested in learning how to unlock your sexuality, how to be in your body and how to reclaim yourself as a sensual being upon this world, check out love.body program. I would love to have you in there. It's a safe community for women to really explore their potentials around sexuality. Ah. Because my goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex better, which will improve every aspect of your life. See you next time, kittens.
on Eat, Play, Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.